What up? What up? What up, y'all? I said, what's up? What's up? What's up? It's your girl, Tiffany Tucson, baby. Y'all already know who this is. This is Miss Iconic. It's the hostess that always does the absolute mostest. And today, your girl is doing the mostest with her space buns or Afro puffs or um, whatever the little girl is that do like this. Oh. Whatever you want to call me on today, I'm doing the most is like that. Okay. Man, um, I don't know how I feel today. Um, it's just been going so much going on. And I was reading a quote by Malcolm X that says, the most disrespected person in America is the black woman. The most unprotected person in America is the black woman. The most neglected person in America is the black woman. Hence the title of today's episode, man. And I posted a picture of me with the shirt on that says endangered species. And I put up a post. I didn't quote Malcolm X, but I put up a post with some of the verbiage. And I was just so surprised with the responses and things that I got. It just made me think like, dang, like that is so true, you know? So we're gonna jump into that today and just break down, you know, that quote, disrespected, unprotected and neglected. We're gonna go by those things one by one and talk about our experiences um, being disrespected, unprotected and neglected as as not just black women but women in America. Yeah, I agree with you, Miss Iconic. That's what's up. So Miss Iconic, for me, um, as you say, you know, disrespected, respected, or disrespected, unprotected, and neglected. Um, I remember when I was going through my divorce, um, I had gotten cheated on like six plus times and um i remember uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah but see i remember uh his mother reached out to me right and she says why are you not why are you not fighting um and so i was like well what do you mean by that and she says you know your pride is a sin and you're supposed to take everything that comes to your front door and you know what else was a sin? You know what else was a sin? Raising no good Negroes to be disrespectful to women because the yeah. way they treated you was absolutely disrespect. But anyway, I'm gonna let you go on with your disrespect. Though. Yes, child. Yes. So uh, by her saying that, you know, it made me question my decision because you hear it from a woman who is of experience in life, and so you're like, okay, well, I'm younger. She's older, so she knows more than me. Um, and ultimately, that was something that it just really set me back to hear another woman say, yo, you need to take this. And I, it, it was a hard pill to swallow, but ultimately, I still walked away. But just hearing women say, you know, like, why would you walk away? Like, you got to put up with that type of stuff. I mean, which brings up a valid point, because when you're talking about disrespect, which is what we're on right now, and then we'll move on. But talking about disrespect, especially in relationships, man, 
We're disrespected by men because men feel like they're superior to us. And then we're disrespected by women because yeah. women feel like we're in competition. Yeah. Like it, it's, it's horrible. And, you know, as much as we go through as women, you would think that we would stick together. Dudes stick together when it comes to like bro code and bro all of this. Code. Dudes stick together. Yeah, they do. Um, which real quick, and are, are we on a split screen right now? We are. Okay, I can't see that much. Okay, but yeah, so like for her to say that, I mean, I think it's very disrespectful as a woman for her to even give that belittling and insignificant um, advice that she gave you. It it, it, it was very, oh, we. <laughs> it was tough, Miss Iconic, and it was something that I had to like dig deep and just really know that that was what I wanted for my life. And what you tell her when she said that? Um, I just told her like, you know, these are the reasons why I'm walking away, and you know, then she was like, okay, well, you're a woman first, and so. I don't know. <laughs> you know. Yeah. No, nah, I just kind of left it alone because it was just a lot that day, child. It was a lot that I just needed to just like, all right, cool. You know, I never want to disrespect her or anyone of that matter. Um, but I definitely. What y'all would have said? What y'all would have said in the comments if somebody would have called y'all a no good for nothing? Okay, his mother called y'all trying to check you, tell you that your pride is a sin. So it's flat backing. Okay, so is all that cussing that I'm sure you be doing behind doors. So is all that gossiping that you be doing. Yeah. All of that is a sin as well. So don't call me trying to check me about, yeah. you know what I'm saying? My dealings with your son. It was not my responsibility to raise your son. It was your responsibility to raise your son. And you lack thereof. So therefore, you don't have the right Okay, you be calling me, checking me about Nathaniel, not nothing. Oh, honey. No, not Nathaniel, girl. You done brought out Nathaniel, baby. About, about Nathaniel. Nathaniel. But so, to wrap up the disrespect portion, right, yeah. I've heard a lot of guys, and not just black guys, you know, I don't mind interracial relationship. I don't mind inter, whatever you want to call it whatever you love who you love and you date who you date and you marry who you marry um be careful who you have your kids from though because that's a whole nother subject but i've heard so many guys say like give reasons for why they don't date black women and like the 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 one that really took me <laughs> by surprise Ooh, and was like uh, was like off the scale on the disrespect scale was he said oh i will never be with a black woman because i want pretty kids mm. i said oh. <laughs> <laughs> then i gagged a little bit in real life irl and i you know what i'm saying because i just could not believe it. that came from a black man i say so you don't have the capabilities of having pretty kids you, you're depending on a woman, which is not of the black race. You're depending on a white, Asian, Mexican, Indian, Hispanic, whatever. Oh, he goodness. didn't care as long as it wasn't black because he wanted to have pretty kids. Was and he cut the hair, you think? 
girl probably but he was shallow you know yeah. and you could tell that by by his thought processes like anyway and then another one that i hear people say is i ain't got time to be dealing with no black woman because their attitudes oh stink. yeah yeah you well know, and it's 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 rough because we'll get into that about the attitudes but so to move on from disrespect and go to unprotected like what does it mean for first of all for you to be protected what does that mean for you to have protection from your family your spouse your friends your co-workers yeah. what does that mean for you uh to me it just means like someone that has your back no matter what you do in life somebody got your back and feeling protected you know if you if your guard is down you know the person that's supposed to protect you get their guard up just to yeah. be there for you so that's my that's my uh definition of it what about you miss iconic well and so to go to unprotected okay um, yeah i just agree so to go with unprotected you know because you you have to know what something is in order to know what it is not yeah. so unprotected that means you don't have nobody that has your back you don't have anybody standing from you for you mm -hmm. you don't have anybody you know taking up for you when you are wronged you know th those are ways that you're unprotected and right. as women man we just go through and have to fight so much already in life um we're unprotected by the laws that was my number one you know and i mean we could go on and on but that that is my that is my top thing for being unprotected as a woman as a woman in the united states of america um and what i mean by that is okay for example i am pro-life okay? okay meaning i do not believe in abortion as well as I do not believe in capital punishment. Okay. I am all for life, all things living. Okay. However, I do also believe in pro-choice, which sometimes right. counters yeah. right, the pro-life because you have a choice. Ultimately, and, and I'm getting to the abortion talk because as a woman, the responsibility is like 75 if not higher percent the woman yeah. we have to carry the baby we have to nourish the baby we have to give birth to the baby we yeah. have to take care of the baby after it is born we have to provide for the baby and even after the baby is a grown-ass child we are still caring for that baby so really want of the responsibility falls on the woman and i feel that as a woman having to have that much responsibility like you should have a choice no matter how many times you don't lay it on your back and had them no matter how many kids you don't popped out no matter how many kids you're not taking care of no matter how no good you are and your okay. mama is and your grandmama it don't matter that's the grandmama I feel like you have, you know, things be generational. Mm -hmm. I feel like you have a choice of yeah. whether or not you want to have that baby or kill that baby. And mm -hmm. ultimately, as harsh as it sounds, that is your choice. No, I do not believe in it, but I do believe and they have that right. Um, but there are anti-abortion laws, not in every state, 
but in numerous states in the United States um, that say that, you know, one of all, one, first of all, don't give any exceptions to rape or incest, meaning if you're raped or your, 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 your uncle, your dad, your brother impregnates you, you have to live with that forever. What? I'm Girl. not saying that it's that baby's fault. That's tough. Okay? But what I'm saying is, why should I be forced to live with something that I did not choose for myself? Yeah. Why should I have to put that child through that? I should have to have a choice. Wouldn't that you be know, hard to love the child? I would assume so. I would assume so. So here you have all these elements that are playing into. Now I can't even be a mother. No. To this child, the way that I need to be, because you took away my choice. I was unprotected in my right to choose. So you know the laws are are not protecting people as far as you know abortion, and then even like criminal laws. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. I'm, I'm from a small town, Cocoa, Florida. Okay. Google it. Crime rate ridiculous. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, I, I'm not. Um. I am not uh, um, proud of that. Okay. (laughs) But I'm just saying. There was a young lady in Coco. She was on a case. A guy broke into this house. I don't know if he raped her, raped somebody. I believe she was the rape victim as well as the lead witness in the case. Okay. So they, the, 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 the state of Florida and Brevard County, did not, she was not under a witness protection program. She was not under anything like that. The mm-hmm. guy uh, went to jail, got out. He had already been in jail for numerous things. As a matter of fact, when this charge came on him, I believe he was already in jail. He got out, his girlfriend lived in the same apartment complex as this young lady. The state still did not offer her any type of protection from this man. No way. So this man can literally, huh? I said that don't even make sense. This man can literally look out the window and watch this girl. So he watched her, watched her. She had reported to the state that, hey, I'm in fear, you know, I'm scared. Um, she had been getting these strange calls on her phone. The state did nothing. She walked across the street to the store. And upon leaving the store, he kidnapped her. And a week later, they found her dead. No way. So the law, this the state, also, yeah, the they, county, they, they don't protect did not her. protect her. They didn't protect her. So Miss Iconic, that kind of is very similar to uh, what happened in the media to Centoya Brown. But the only difference is she got out. You know, like she she didn't die, so to speak. Um, it's that 16 year old young lady. Well, she was 16 at the time and she got sentenced to life in prison for killing a 43 year old stranger. Um, and the guy had picked her up and forced her to his home. And it was like her boyfriend or violent boyfriend sold her to this guy for sex and come to find out, you know, like she was trying to get out and she ends up murdering him in the court like yo you you going to jail like for life and so you know it was recent she was serving like 15 years but it was recent that she got the granted for clemency um and you know people were rooting for her and was so happy but that she was unprotected for for so long like she shouldn't even have been in jail 
unprotected. And imagine what type of, I mean, I can only say how it appears. She appears to have herself together. She appears to have good common sense and everything like that. But imagine the trauma mentally uh, that occurred from her being incarcerated for that long. You know, people that are in jail that long, they become institutionalized. Yeah. Meaning, you know, they're stuck in this certain way of life. And unfortunately, a lot of people get out of jail physically, but they never free their minds mentally. Yeah. So, you know, Satoya, she, man, I watched her story and I loved, not her story, but I love her in her story. Yeah. I love the fact that she stood strong. She stood for, you know, regardless of how many times they deny her release. Kept she stood for that. She, she knew that she was innocent. Yeah. Um, so again, um, unprotected. Um, to move on to the neglected part though, like, and I, I and I think they all kind of coincide together. The disrespect, unprotected, and neglected yeah. all kind of coincide. Um, with women, a lot of times we're neglected, even in our own families, you know. We're, we're neglected in the churches. Oh, we. <laughs> um, we. We're neglected in the workplace. And the workplace was one of mine because I have personal experience with that. You know, women are harassed and degraded yeah. in the workplace. Um, and then when they decide, when we decide to speak up about it, mm. we're fired or worse. Uh, there's been a slew of women in the military serving this country and still unprotected. Still, their rights and their privacy is neglected. Um, as, as a woman, it's just, you know, there have been women that have been murdered because they have spoken up about this harassment yeah. and degradation that they have experienced in the workplace, in the military. Now right. I know you're in the military. Have you ever experienced any type of harassment so, or anything like that? So of to the clarify, sexual nature, I guess? um, well, just to clarify, I I'm am really of the sexual nature, but go ahead. Okay, cool. So just to clarify, I'm not necessarily in the military. I'm a civilian for the military. Um, but have I had any type of neglecting? It was like for me, it was harassment. Oh, harassment. I'm sorry. Yeah, absolutely. Oh my gosh. At work, like guys, they will look at you. And if you have like a certain type of clothing on, like they'll be like, mm, look at you, check you out, you know? And so I've had that where my pants fit myself and yet they still look at you like you want that attention brought onto you. And so it was definitely in a harassment. I remember this one lady that uh, I worked with and she wore tight clothes all the time. And so because she wore tight clothes. I wore tight, I wore tight clothes all the time. So they're going to have to tell me something. something. But I, everything fits. It doesn't matter how much I try to get it loose. Yeah. I'm a big woman. I'm a curvy woman. So everything fits me tight. Everything. Well, for this lady, she, was, she wasn't as curvaceous, but she was a curvy woman. And um, she, they said, oh, well, you wore these clothes, so you wanted to get harassed. And that was unfortunate, because that ain't why she wore them clothes. She wore them because she liked the outfit, you know? And so stuff like that just drives me insane. It's iconic. It's not fair. It's not right. It's wrong in so many ways. And when they go and tell someone, that's when you're weak. 
when they go and tell someone, oh, you know, I was just kidding. You know, it was just funny. You laugh, you know, but really the lady gets offended. And it's... I, I, I have to disagree. I don't think, you know, you said when you going to the point where you said when you tell somebody that's when they look at you as weak. I disagree. I think that people do those things because they know that you're powerful. They know you're strong. And so they are doing things to take away, you know, that strength. Like, you know, they, they, hmm, like they see the greatness in you and they fear, they fear that. I don't think that they think you're weak at all. I think that they know that you're strong and you're powerful. And so they're going to go after you anyway. Yeah. That's great. They don't make no sense. I I mean, they they fear you. But I'm, it makes sense what you're saying, but it makes no sense. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's not even right for that to even be a thought process. You know, another, um, another situation, not necessarily harassment. Did you have anything else for that on harassment? Okay, so another thing, like, for neglected, the thing I thought about was the R. Kelly situation. And so with R. Kelly, you know, he had all these girls, and it was like an open secret. Like, everybody knew what was going on, but people turned their heads because he was a good singer. Like, the fans and execs, they all knew everything that was happening. I mean, even the parents knew what was going on. Like, Aaliyah married this dude, and she was 15 years old. And I felt like you're neglected as that, you know? So when these girls come and speak out, you know, they look at them like they're crazy you know and oh she's just tripping it's r kelly he i believe i can fly you know type thing and i really feel like that was something that um the world did not they did not help these ladies out at all until it got to a point where it was really bad well it's still society still cannot accept the fact that this man was an absolute monster yeah Um, and they're saying you know people have been having sex with young girls for years, yeah. but it's not the sex, because I can agree to that, I can attest to that. It's not the sex, but it's the sex, it's the manipulation, it's the starving them, it's the beating them, it's the the urinating on them, it's the defaming them, degrading them, making, you know, dehumanizing them, making them feel and act like animals. That is, the monstrous part for me. And even to go further into the R. Kelly situation, like past the part of, you know, society not really uh, having the back of these young ladies, um, even furthermore, you know, mentally, (laughs) you, you have a young girl, and I don't know why people can't understand this. You have a young girl who is 15, 16, 17, sometimes as young as 12 years old. And I believe there were records of <laughs> babies even younger than 12. Okay. Oh, that's nasty. You have these young girls who want this dream. We're taught to go after our dreams. We're taught to, you know, go after our goals and our heart's desires and you have these young talented uh girls who can sing and they can act and they can dance and they can model and they're beautiful and all of this stuff and you have this world renowned world known like Mm -hmm. top of the charts Ah, singer 
that is promising them this life, that is promising them this dream. And how could you not, at the age of 15 years old, fall it for that? It sounds so how good. Right, it sounds good. It's like a lifetime opportunity. Yeah, and, and, and to me, they were expected to handle a grown-up situation when mentally they were incapable of dealing with something like that. Mentally, they did not have, psychologically, they did not have the experience, the wisdom, the wherewithal, the know-how. They didn't have any of it to be able to deal with a just, I, I don't know what to call him, besides a monster yeah. like I can't R. Kelly. Yeah, his music anymore. If I hear it, yeah. I'm like cringing. I'm like, no, you know, and people still listen, you know, like, and they still play it on the radio and all of that. So it's a those tough. babies yeah. were unprotected by not just the people around R. Kelly, like you said, but the parents. Yeah. Because if the kids don't know no better, somebody has to take responsibility. And that was the parents' responsibility to protect them. Yeah. That was the parents. And they did not. They did not. Yeah. Um, but I will say, you know, a lot of these things that happen, you know, I like I know you spoke about one time sitting in a meeting and somebody oh, yeah. walking in and completely ignoring you. I've had one of those same situations in the workplace. Um, you know, the disrespect, the neglect uh of me and a group of coworkers standing around and one of the higher authorities in that particular industry I was working in, he walked up and he spoke to them. He got to me. He looked me up and down. He skipped over me and spoke to the next person standing beside me. Now, the only difference between me and the people around me is the skin color. I am black and they were white. I am not trying to make this a black and white thing. But what I am trying to bring awareness to is the fact that when people feel like you, uh, people don't respect you. People do not protect you when they feel like you are less than them. Yeah. When they feel like you're beneath them, when they feel like you're small and they're big, when they feel like they're superior and you're inferior, like they, they, they do not and they will not protect you. And, and, and they will neglect you, you know, they won't take up for you. Uh, they won't respect you at all because they feel like they don't have to. Why do, I got to why do I have to respect dirt? You know, but Miss Iconic, on the flip side of that, they do not protect you when they feel like you're a threat. And so, like, if you're a threat to the workplace, if you're a strong minded woman, then they're going to be afraid to even help you. They don't want you to do better than them. You're too strong of a person. So, I think it could go both ways uh, for what you're saying. Heck yeah. Like, there's, I've, been in an interview myself at this place and I heard the lady literally tell the other lady that was doing my interview like no like I'm I was basically overqualified for the position and she was like we're not hiring her they threw my stuff trying to quit cussing y'all I'm doing very well they threw my stuff in the trash I heard the papers go actually through the shredder. I heard the papers go through the shredder and then the lady comes back out and says, we'll be in touch. What? So they- I heard their entire conversation. So you knew that they wasn't gonna call back and then right in your face, they said, we'll be in touch. Yeah, that's not gonna be the first time it's ever happened. It's not gonna be the last. 
Yeah. If, yeah, it sucks. But if people fear you or they think that you're gonna come in for their position or their title. Listen, when I started my job, uh, I was working with the government and I, I was a young person. I started at 23. And so I started when people that were already in the government for like 50 years, I started at the same level of them and they didn't want to train me. I was a threat to them because it was like, oh, now how this young person come and she already making all of this money and so to speak, and they didn't even want to help me. So I became a threat to them. So I kind of had to like, not only teach myself, but go to people who wanted me to go to the next level. But so we- do you, feel like, do, you, do you feel like you became a threat or do you feel like they felt like you were beneath them, so they wasn't. No, no, they they literally thought I was a threat because when a young person comes into the government with all these old schools, they think, oh, she's gonna take our job. Well, we can't train her because she's coming to take our job, and that's what took place for me. Well, I guess it just translates to me. That says you're beneath me, so I'm not. I'm not doing it. I have seniority. I've been here however many years. But it just, it, it's all about perspective. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, I mean, moving forward, because women deal with a lot. And I mean, in the midst of the lack that we <clears throat> experience in life, we're expected to deal with all of this, carry these burdens, and yet, and still, <laughs> fix everything, correct everything, make sure everything is perfect. Not only do we have to perform, but we have to overperform. We have to do things two hard. or three times yeah. better than the next person, you know, our counterpart. We have to hold everything together. We have to make it look good. We have to smile um, while we're doing it in the midst of everything that we're feeling, in the midst of everything that we're experiencing and enduring. We are expected to hold it all together and God forbid that we have a moment of weakness. God forbid that we have a moment of vulnerability where we decide that we are going to express ourselves because then is when We're we become angry. angry. Okay. Then is when we have an attitude. Okay. Well, that, that is one of the things like I, I, I tell people all the time, it's really hard, not just being a woman, but being a black woman yeah. in society, because it's a fight. It's a fight. It's a constant fight. You're fighting at home. You're fighting at school. You're fighting at church. You're fighting at work. You're fighting to be. Store. You're fighting. <laughs> I'm telling you. All my life, I had to fight. Oh, Lord. <laughs> you know, you're fighting to be understood. You're fighting to get respect. You're fighting to be seen. You're fighting to be heard. You're fighting, you know, for 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 compassion. You, you just, it's just a constant fight, man. Yeah. And people don't understand that at a certain point, you become fatigued. You become tired. Like, you just don't want to fight no more. You just don't want to fight no more because- but you still don't throw in the towel though. We still don't do it, even if we don't want to fight. Right, right. You're falling apart on the inside. And so I think that, I mean, it is just unreasonable and unrealistic to expect us as a woman to have to go through all this. You know, we don't have the help that we should be receiving from people. We don't have the support. We're just expected to do it and deal with it. 
And I mean, <laughs> things when things come out of people's personality, um, they're never just, oh, well, that's just how they are. No, it's always something smaller that people have been dealing with. When men grow up to be abusive, it's not because they're just woke up abusive. It's because that is something that they've been looking at, watching, hearing, you know, all of that for, for a long time. And so we have to change, one, our perspective of how we view others. And then two, we have to help to inform people, uh, you know, properly inform people so that people can change their perspective of us. You don't know how many times people have been shocked almost to have an encounter with me and to experience my conversation, my level of conversation, my level of intelligence, uh, how eloquently that I speak, how I not eloquently enunciate and enunciate my words. Like people are literally in shock when they find out, oh, you're, you're black. And I'll be like, yeah, I am. Oh, I mean, no, no offense, but I mean, I didn't know. You, you didn't, you didn't sound like it. I'm like, yeah, you know, what does that mean that I don't sound black? Like I, I you know, so my whole life, girl, you, you talk white. How do you talk a color? So weird. Yeah. I don't understand. Yeah. I wonder I'm gonna learn some languages and people be like, you Chinese? Cause you don't talk black, you talk Chinese. Yes, yeah, so give me learn. that Chinese money and everybody else's money since you're surprised. <laughs> Listen, but yeah, so just, you know, on a more positive tip, we've talked about the things that we've gone through. Um, but let's talk about, you know, how to move forward in those things. And like I said, just changing the perspective on how we see others and how we see ourselves. Yeah. And changing, you know, changing the narrative, um, imposing a little bit more reality onto people's stereotypes and things. Um, because people don't know what they don't know. They, they don't. only know what they see. And I've got to be honest, every time I go somewhere and I see a woman, a black woman, you know, acting all out and just being loud and just being like unreasonable and disrespectful to people, I like thwerp in my mouth. Like I like burp and throw up at the same time in my mouth. I'll be like, like I'll be gagging because it, it's, I just don't like it. And I think that that contributes to the stereotype of how people see me because regardless of if we're related, if I know you or not, if that is another woman, that has an effect on me. You know, yes, they're going to categorize you. Exactly. How you see one is how you see us all. No matter black, white, Mexican, Chinese, you know, people by human nature categorize people. So, um, one thing that I will say about helping you to get over things like that is try not to be so offended Ooh. by things. I had to learn that because I'd be ready to snap anytime yes, I speak yes, to somebody back, anytime somebody run me off or cut me off in the road. But then I never knew what it was what forgiveness meant until I needed to be forgiven. You know, when I was, I, I have the worst road rage ever, but 
Those couple times when I was late somewhere and I'm like, oh, why, why? Could you just get out the way? And I'm laying on the horn and I'm weaving in and out traffic and I almost hit somebody like, I never knew what it was to forgive until I needed to be forgiven. I've had days where I just didn't feel like talking or maybe I didn't see you. Or maybe you spoke to me and I didn't hear you. You know, you have to begin to, just how we make excuses for ourselves, we have to begin to, in order to keep our sanity, we have to begin to make excuses for other people. And I know that doesn't sound right. And I know that's, you know, not humanly correct, you know, to make excuses for people. But I mean, huh. Maybe they're late for work and it's a really important day for them. Let me get out the way so they can go to yes. where they need to go. Okay. Yes, maybe maybe they didn't hear me when I spoke to them. So guess what? I'm going to go out of my way and I'm going to make sure they hear me this time. I'm going to walk up to them. I'm going to look them dead in their eyes and I'm going to say, hello, how you doing today? I'm going to make it my business to make excuses for my offenses, because many times people don't actually really realize that they're doing those things. Many times it's on purpose, but more than the many that is on purpose, more than that, it's not, you know, it's an accident or, or, you know, it is, even if it's not an accident, if you didn't want to speak to me, guess what I'm going to make you. And hey, that way you're not carrying that yeah. on you that way you can forgive people for whatever they did to offend you you can forgive yourself for being offended yeah. and then you can move on because forgiveness is not for other people forgiveness is for you and regardless of how we're treated man woman cat dog black white mexican chinese regardless of how people treat us we're human yeah okay well except for the dog and the cat but we're human and so we have to start treating people as such. Yeah. And we have, to, we have to respect people. We have to protect people. And we have to stop neglecting the feelings and the needs of our fellow brother and sister. You nailed it, Miss Iconic. That's 100. I, look, I signed, sealed, delivered, bam, what she said. Do <laughs> you have anything to add? I mean, like, the forgiveness is it for me. Like, that's the only way you can move forward in life is when you forgive and just try to break those generational curses, you know, so you don't have to go through life like what happened in your past or whatnot. But yeah, you've nailed that, Miss Iconic. Um, and A, that's what it is. So listen, this your girl, Tiffany Two-Tone, baby. And y'all already know who this is. It's Miss Iconic, the hostess. That always does the absolute mostest. Guys, we welcome y'all to the neighborhood. It's a block party every single Monday at 7 p.m. Same time, same place. Hit us up. And we challenge you this week to respect your fellow brother and sister, to not neglect their feelings, their emotions. It doesn't matter how off they are from how you feel. Don't neglect what they're feeling. Accept it as their truth and figure out how you guys can work together to make a change and to make a difference. And also protect your brother and sister. Just because it's not your friend, your family, your niece and nephew, your coworker, it doesn't matter. If you see 
something. I'm not saying being nosy, put yourself in a position. But if you see something going on that is not right, protect that. Protect your relationships. Protect your energy above all, guys. Okay. So listen, we are signing out. Signing out. Real close speed, baby.